five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Vegan Steve Music. Hit that, uh, we're talking about digital audio workstations. Um, today, so click that old subscribe, ring the bell, all that good stuff. And we're back, we're back in. Okie dokie. So yesterday, DAW, Digital Audio Workstations. Some ones you may have heard of, Pro Tools, Ableton, it's the new lad, in, new kid in the block. Well, there's there's constantly new kids on the block and they're constantly coming and going. Um, there you are. So, you open up the DAW, File new, new track, control N. Oh, that's not even there. <laughs> right. But yeah. Some stuff went over yesterday. Thinking of the DAW as like a four track recorder. And going over some things they call plugins which are tools like hammers and chisels so some ones you might want to look into are the compressor the gate and the equalizer we're using a compressor you can bring stuff up to really loud volume without them distorting With the gate, once the volume reaches below a certain threshold, the gate will shut and there will be no sound. So it's very good for background noise. I don't have a gate currently turned on with this recording, so you may notice a lot of extra humming, birds whistling and so on. You can get rid of that with a gate. I like a little bit of atmosphere. But you can turn that off with a gate and just go, just cuts it off once the volume goes below a little threshold. You can hear a gate turning on and off a lot, particularly rap artists like maybe Jay-Z or someone. Um, so it cuts off the, sometimes the starts of the words and the ends of the words get cut off because the gate is so hard, especially in live performances, the gate is so like on and off. The ratio isn't like a low ratio, like two to one, if you look at it, like 10 to one, 20. And uh, tackle release like on and off. What does all that mean? It just means it's a noticeable gate, so maybe you can hear it banging instead of a soft closing gate. So compressors, just control dynamics, distance between loud and soft, piano, forte. Gates keep all the noise down so when you listen to the recording you don't hear all the time. You don't hear all 120 tracks playing at the same time, you can only hear whatever track is playing whatever instrument is playing, so maybe it's the guitar solo and the vocal. That's all you can hear, because every other track is being muted, turned off. And this was a very big and uh, important thing in tape and so on, that you had gates. Because otherwise it would just be home all over the place. So, um, there's auto gates used on all sorts of technology, such as 
Zoom, everyone's voice is gated, which means turned off, apart from the main person speaking. Um, and then if someone starts talking, they, uh, their volume is allowed to be added, but only if it, they talk loudly, as in above the noise of zero. So stuff like sniffles or something might be not on, but a hello will go through, so that's gates, compressors. Compressors, you, um, you use compressors to record as loud as possible because people were terrified of a thing called signal to noise ratio, which is just having all this fucking home and noise and everything, 60 hertz electrical home, noise from the fan in the room, uh, squeaky floorboards, <laughs> people talking in the next room, birds ch chopping, ch cheeping, chiping. So you can bring stuff up to as loud as you want with these, these uh, compressors and you can hear stuff all the time. Stuff, if stuff appears really, really loud on a recording, it's because it's heavily compressed, normally. Um, you can keep it at a clear, consistent volume. You can keep it at one, one certain place on the sound stage as opposed to going up and down. Some things that... So, plugins, yeah. Three plugins. Gate, another thing you can do with the EQ is roll off the low end, which is all that <laughs> trucks going by in the background and stuff. So, people generally roll off the low end after 125 uh, is it hertz, is it? Uh, cycles, which I think is like a low E, possibly on a basis, or it's a low E. 80 hertz is a low E in a bass. Um, so that again is just it's called housekeeping. You just, you're just tidying up the session or whatever it is. Trimming is a very very important thing, and all that is is when you have your your vocal track or something, you're just um, you're trimming off in between where they're singing. You're just turn. It's like a gate. Alright, so you have a gate, and once again the gate stops this noise coming through. So you can only. The track is only active when there is uh, the threshold has been broken. Gone over. If you want, <laughs> trimming is another way of doing that. You can just go in and draw in, automate the volume level. So anytime you're not making a sound, the volume is drawn out, and that way you won't lose any transients, which is the start of the sound. That initial click. Don't use any transients, which are very, very important. Transients have feelings too. Alright, I'm gonna stick stick to serious mode. Transients, attack delay. Can't get into that right now. Your four main equalizer bands. Keep that in mind some knobs on the compressors, maybe just stick it in auto, hope for the best. Tracks, so these tracks, all four tracks, are fed in, are stemmed into a master bus, which is just like the output. So, your four tracks, they each have their own volume, 
and generally you can pan. Now panning is when you turn the volume from one speaker to the other. So panning. Alright, so that means you can have, if you just want one voice, only one speaker, you pan it hard left or hard right. And this is a lot of fun. So that's dividing the sounds among the two speakers. So generally you want just everything straight dead in the middle and your volume of everything just at zero. Ideally when you're recording don't go above 6 dB. Record at minus 6 dB. If you're on digital, I personally never do this, but this is if you want to follow the textbook. Um, I generally record hot, hot, so I compress on the way in. I do everything on the way in, and then have it, have it there ready to go. Like, uh, but you can't always have analog gear with your compressors and, and stuff. And right now, I'm doing it all digitally, so. Right now, for example, there is two microphones in the room. They're going into an analog digital converter. So I'm talking. The diaphragm on the microphone is moving in and out, in sympathy with my voice. Those electrical impulses of positive to negative variations, vary all the variations between one and zero, being turned into more one and zeros to, for the analog digital converter. That's going into the computer. The computer is reading those ones and zeros to plot points on a wave. My god, I love the digital converters, blow my mind. Um, and that wave is like a perfect sine wave, a perfect circle. Woo! Like, think, just think of a wave of water, light, or any of those things. Depending on the bit rate, which is how many times per second, you take a photograph of that circle. So the 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 circle can end up being very squarey and like having look very. Do you ever see those bit crushed like Game Boy pixelated image? They can look very pixelated if you will, if you will, rather than looking smooth and like super high definition. Um, and that was the problem with the early digital sound; it kind of harsh. So. Unlike the digital converters, microphone into analog to digital converter. It's called a signal chain. All right, so I'm here talking. That's the source. The recorder, the fucking microphones, microphones are going into a preamp, which turns up the volume. Then that is being brought into the sound guard to turn it into digital information because we're not going into a four track recorder or something. That's going into the L computer. And all those ones and zeros being plotted on a, on a wave and being turned into all sorts of jiggly lines. And those jiggly lines are then being played out through The effects and the volume so you might have a bit of compression there a bit of echo it all goes into a summing mixer which is just the output volume so that's a, a mixer is just a way of, of organizing all the different tracks so you just go like would you want this one louder where do you want this one softer just 
faders, vo take volume knobs, all that stuff. Each track has a volume knob, they go into a ma the master, so they all feed into one track at the end, just to make things simple, and then that goes out, just left and right. Alright. Panning knob, here we're on the mixer, you got panning knob, EQ, compression, possibly a gate if you're lucky, and then you might have a spatial effect, which will either be delay or reverb. I recommend you go for delay. Ah, uh, sure, fuck it, go for reverb. Go mad. It changes in trends with her. Yeah. So that's uh, the, the delay and reverb are a method of separating the space on the sound stage. Alright, so instead of just having everything right jammed up in your ears, you can have one thing far away, one thing panned like all oh, way over there. You can have one thing panned half a few miles down the road. You can have all sorts of things. Uh, Alright. Um, so yeah, sound stage. You got forward and back, which is dry, no echo. And the more echoes and modulation on the echoes, delays, or if you will, the further back it will appear. The later the reflections. Those words, pre-delay. Um, right. So you get your track. It's all sound, and you got your four tracks there. Maybe it's just one track of you singing or whatever it is. Go there to your mixer. Happy days. You can't have the output volume go past zero because if it does, it'll distort. So you want to have it going as close to zero as possible without touching zero. So this is some a time where you'd use something that is it's basically a compressor with a high ratio. So instead of so much bending the sound to turning the volume down, it, it kind of hits it like a brick wall and just goes nope, oh, that's far enough down you go whoop, really catches it. That's a limiter. So that's just a compressor with a high high ratio. It's quite harsh, and that just stops your equipment breaking. Um, then using dithering or whatever you're into you can use it, the sound gets converted through your digital audio converter digital to audio um, and that gets turned into an electrical impulse which goes to your speakers once it's in your speakers the volume is turned up amplified because a low low voltage low enough. so you need a preamp in the in the speed in the speakers to turn it up from low volume up to high volume from the output from the earphone jack on your laptop uh, into the into the speakers using something it's a stamp just turns it up right turns up the volume grand and then you have the speaker itself. A lot of people think it's just a speaker and there's no amp, but you need something to turn up the electrical impulse. Uh, and then those ones and zeros after being are turned back into a wave, down the signal chain, into the speakers, and those the computer has turned 
those ones and zeros into sound waves which cause the speaker to go in and out hopefully in sympathy with each other if you don't have phasing issues and there you are recording isn't that interesting some other little things to look out for clipping just red lights going red that means it's going to distort um, some words that people use as gain staging um, I love distortion in, that in, all, in all fashions but sometimes the client may not want distortion and in that case get new clients Whee! or I don't know, whatever. Whatever you want to do, that's fine. I'm just joking around. Um, in general, digital digital distortion and clipping considered unpleasant because it's harsh and doesn't really occur in the natural world. And the other analog distortion from extra equipment and so on is considered nice and pleasant to the ear. I think it oh just adds distortion on the second harmonic or something and. Uh, it's just more pleasing to the ears. It doesn't go as high into the frequency. There aren't as much free, uh, harmonics in the higher frequency, so it's just more pleasing on the ear, less harsh. And less fatiguing on the ear. I think is the good way to put it. It's less fatiguing in the ear. So, it doesn't matter what digital audio workstation you use, just a nice big fancy word, DAW. Open it up, it has a play button, stop button, pause button, record button, back and forward. They all do the same thing. Having said that, I'm very picky about which ones I use, so I'm a hypocrite. But uh, that just comes down to which, it's not even preference often, it's just whichever one you got used to first. Um, there's other extensions of the audio workstation for doing stuff like recording MIDI, which is musical instrument, digital, musical implementation, digital instrument. Musical instrument, digital interface. I hope it's that. <laughs> um, and all that does is it record. If you're playing a keyboard note, it records all the notes when you played them, how you played them, and then you can play that information. That information has been recorded, and then you can pl play that informa information through an electronic instrument called a virtu virtual instrument VSTI um, so you could send it through like a trumpet or you could send it through a piano you could send it through a choir um, so that's where people end up coming down these rabbit holes for six months working on one song for six months because they just they have the one thing like that's cool but what would that sound like on this instrument, oh no, it'd be a sound better if it was on this instrument. Oh no, it'd be better if it was on this instrument. Because you can you just keep going. 
so that's uh, for the what's that called the psychology of recording it's best to have your projects done pretty quick because you get lost um, too many influences too many cooks spoil the broth and ideally work like banging it in one session one day because um, otherwise you'll kind of forget what the flip you're doing what was the angle but do you know what that's just ideal no one ever really does that people go back and tweak stuff and the song's never finished and all that good stuff so the uh, a lot of the things I'm talking about are general. It doesn't really matter what interface you're using, whether it's a four-track recorder or just even the thing on your phone. Um, yeah. Okay. Happy with that. I think I, I don't don't melt your brains too much. There's a lot of philosophies going around that digital recording because of its editability uh, to manipulate the performance and stuff. Some people think it's taken the human aspect out of music. Other people think that um, the musicianship has gone down because people don't have to get the performance right. They can go in and fix it later. Um, Other people love it because it catches the moment straight away. You, you can catch the moment and then kind of fix the boring stuff like tempo afterwards. So it's just a tool. It's like a hammer. It doesn't have any emotions or opinions. Use it if you want. Use it with a conjunction of other tools. Other people use tape machines as just effects and record into the, the digital thing. You can have it synced up. Um, the other cool thing is you can have your DAW synced up with multiple instruments all working together like synthesizers and arpeggios all playing at the same time uh, it's very good you'll like it the learning curve is something like 80 20 sorry the, the so what I mean by that is 80% of people who try to learn dolls just give up in the first month because it's just too hard so I guess just try to keep it simple just start start a track record you have to go into preferences uh, so pretty options preferences and then uh, can sort out your inputs, outputs, what sound card you're using, all that stuff. Alright, that's it. Over and out. Have a great day. Vegan Stephen podcast. This particular thing was Vegan Stephen music, but that's it. Check out the merch Patreon. All that good stuff.